0: I really want to bless, Lord, bless this word for us. Yes. Yes. Bring your anointing. Give me the right words. I want to. I want to start just talking a little bit about a, a message that I heard yesterday, and a lot of times we don't think about it. You know, we always read about Mary the angel appearing to Mary, and you're gonna have a son, right? And now we know how it happened and all of that, but can you imagine yourself being a 14 year old girl, explaining to your parents, I'm sorry, I'm pregnant, and it was an angel. In a culture that she was engaged, she could have been stoned and killed. So when we say, Lord, do your will in me, it's not always nice and easy. When God's saying, hey, You want to be a Christian? Yay! Okay. Follow me. Pick up your cross. Matthew 16, 24. Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. You want God's will in your life? We have a whole book here, 66 books in one Bible to show us that his ways are not our ways. And he never does things the way we would do it. And he always, he has all eternity and he's not in a rush. Because he wants to include us. He wants to give us a chance to wake up to the call and follow his plan. And let him work his will in our lives. You know, it's just like us as parents, you don't expect your five-year-old kid to drive the car. You have to wait the process. And we are in the process And I bless us that we are willing to become something new because that's the whole point of being a follower of Jesus Christ is you're becoming a new creature. The old things pass away. Your ways of thinking, your ways of relating, your ways of communicating, your ways of walking you know, it's interesting. You know, we were worshiping and we, we can never forget that when the disciples asked the Lord, teach us to pray, he taught them our Father. As much as we come individually before the Lord, we also come as our, as a collective, as a family, as a congregation. And it is in this process that we learn and we change. I mean, I was thinking about that. Thank God there are more than one book in the Bible. Because what if you would get one Bible that only had lamentations? That would be pretty depressing. <laughs> you know, but there are a lot of other stories of blessings and, you know, victories. I'm going to read Galatians 3 27. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. So the the title of this message, in my notes, is Don't complicate it. No, that's not the title. The title is Become What God is Looking For. Instead of trying to impress God, find out what he wants you to be, and be it. There is a will of God for you. And a lot of times it's way different than what you think than I think. And then we we tend to complicate things, and I need to impress God. You know, and I mean Mary and Joseph, they could have tried, you know, build a palace for the baby Jesus. Right? I mean, if If I was God, I would make Jesus like newsflash, you know, and have him born in a palace. That's the way we think. God goes, no, I'm going to use those that seem nothing. And I'm going to use that little girl that's taking her life, risking her life her life changed and she was able to carry Christ but when you start carrying Christ in your life your life is going to change <laughs> and you're going to change and you're going to become something that you would never imagine because that's what God wants is he wants you to be like him Psalms 119.71. My suffering was good for me, for it taught me to pay attention to your decrees. There is, in this process of carrying your cross, there's a little suffering. (laughs) There's a little dying to yourself because something new is being created in you. So sometimes we can make things more complicated and difficult than they really are, right? We may think that to find God, we have to become something special. Okay, I'm going to dress up. I'm going to use the right words. You know, let's build a really nice church. You know, the temple. You know, and then we're going to do everything right. And we're going to become really religious and dedicated and work hard. And God is going, that's not what I'm looking for. I'm not looking for that. I'm looking for a little manger. A little simple, humble abode where I can be born. And that you're going to nurture that new nature in you. And you're going to allow that nature to grow and take over. And the old things are going to pass. And you're going to become a new person. That's why we're here. I want to become a new creature. Aren't you? I am tired of being the old me. I'm tired of my conditionings, my limitations, my hurts, my wounds, my scars, right? So we we think we have to become something special, better ourselves and try to impress God with what we can do with things that we cannot accomplish because we are so zealous for the Lord. Right? And we're going to find him. We will never find him. He's looking for you, he's looking to be born in you, he's looking for a heart, not a temple. Again, so the, the example of the manger, you know, can you be just like Mary said, Lord, be done unto me, according to thy word. I don't need to impress you. You know, she was probably just a random girl and not, nothing special. Right? And that's us. We're nothing special. There are like billions of us. But he's coming to you saying, Hey, can I be born in you? Just like it was a big deal for Mary to say yes, it is a big deal for us to say yes also. Because it will come with challenges. A lot of times it will come with the cross of your old self dying and this new divine nature being born in you. John four twenty-three and twenty-four, but an hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers We worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and in truth. I forgot, I wanted to read this out of this book Invitation to a Journey, a Roadmap for Spiritual Formation. We are all in the process of spiritual formation. What does that mean? You're becoming like Christ. The process of spiritual formation is to form us in the image of Christ. When the New Testament writers speak of the image of Christ, they mean the fulfillment of the deepest dynamics of our being. We are created to be compassionate persons whose relationships are characterized by love and forgiveness. Persons whose lives are a healing, liberating, transforming touch of God's grace upon our world. When all of us are perfe- perfectly formed in the image of Christ, we will not be a group of clones. In fact, We find our unique individuality only to the extent that we are fully formed in the image of Christ. I love that. We're not gonna become like clones, you know, or we're not gonna be imitating or following people. We're gonna be developing a uniqueness through the Holy Spirit. In becoming something new, that to me is exciting. <laughs> that to me is where I, I find my my excitement now, because I do not know. It's just like Abraham, go, and I'm going to take you. <laughs> you do not know where you're going. Leave everything behind, and I'm going to start something. And I think that that's what God is speaking to us. Just go." So that is always the picture to me, it's like, man, I, I don't know if I, I'm better than everybody that lived before me to find God, right? It's like when you're lost in, in a forest, you know, you, how are you going to find your way out of that, right? So, the good thing is when you have those beeps that start sending a signal, and then people can find you, right? And that, that's what, what I think this is saying. There is a way that we can send a, a signal to God and He can find us. When we become like what well, He's looking for, He's going to be looking for you. <laughs> He's looking for worshipers. Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. It's not that bad to have a broken heart. (laughs) Right? It's not bad if you're crushed. Because then he can come and comfort you. And Psalms 119 says, my suffering was good to me. My brokenness was good because then it it drew me close to you. 145.18, the Lord is near to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him in truth. Lord, we call upon you with our broken hearts and the humility of being just like Mary. Lord be, let your will be done in us. Isaiah 57, 15 for thus says the high and exalted one who lives forever, whose name is holy. I dwell on a high and holy place. Kind of try to imagine this. You know, imagine those pictures of like Revelation or Daniel, Isaiah, Ezekiel. You know, the throne room and the angels and the elders and the throne. And God is sitting there. I dwell in a high and holy place and also with the contrite and lowly of spirit in order to revive the spirit of the lowly and to revive the heart of the contrite. Lord, bless our contrite hearts. Thank you for coming and taking your abode in us. And that means... The old dies, and the new is formed. Last one, Isaiah 6 to 6, verse 1 and 2. Thus says the Lord, heaven is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where then is a house you could build for me? What can we do? to impress this awesome God. I mean, even before we even, I even thought about walking with God, He had to come and and create in me a desire to walk with Him. Right? He had to come and, and impart a hunger and just for that, that is reason enough to worship him and be thankful throughout eternity. That he paid the price, that he found a treasure, that is his treasure, in an old, desolate field. And he paid the price to buy that food. To have back the treasure that's each one of us. Where then is a house that you could build for me? And where is a place that I may rest? For my hand made all these things. Thus all these things came into being, declares the Lord. But to this one I will look to him who is humble and contrite of spirit and who trembles at my word. I love it because it makes it everything possible. It makes it everything simple. The promise is that even a child will not err the way. As long as I keep it simple and I, I am becoming what he is looking for, He's looking for me. (laughs) To this one, I will look. To him who is humble and contrite of spirit and who trembles at my word. I want this to bless us and encourage us. Things are changing. Things have changed. And it's not really necessarily what we can see changing that matters. What matters is what the spiritual formation that we are in the middle of. And each one of us is in a different place because we are not clones. (laughs) And each one will become a different piece of the puzzle. And that's why, to me, it is exciting because there is a freedom to walk with God in our oneness. And in in our oneness, you know, just like there is a... a, I was thinking about the the different books of the Bible. There is different epistles that I read every day when I am with you. And I learn from that. You know, I can rejoice with ones that rejoice and I can cry with those that are crying. Just like you read Jeremiah and you cry. Right? And then you read other books, you know, yes, right on. God is moving. You know, but it is in this process of becoming together. We come together, our Father, which are in heaven. And we bless the faith for each one of us here. Yes. Yes. We bless the next steps. You know, but the most important thing to me is, let's keep it simple. And let's become what God wants us to be today. Because then, if we are broken and contrite, He's looking for you. The moment I, I leave that place, Then I'm going to start struggling again to find Him. Amen?